It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. And welcome back to Carcon Carne. Doing two episodes tonight. Carcon Carne, still held in captivity, still quarantine con carne. I'm James Van Ostel. And I encourage you, I, I just started my email list on carconcarne.com. Uh, besides being able to communicate with me on a regular basis, if you sign up for the email list on carconcarne.com before the end of the month, you are in the running for a $50, $50 from Byron's Hot Dogs, $50 gift card for either of their two fantastic locations at Irving Park and Lawrence. Now that's on the north side. Over on the south side, we find Beverly Dry Goods, 9915 South Walden Parkway. Mary Moss of Beverly Dry Goods is with me today. Mary, I, I wanted to talk to you for so many reasons. The first and foremost reason, you are, as the kids say, Chicago AF. You are so Chicago in everything your business does. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, we really pride ourselves on that. I, let's say the thing that hooked me in, and I, I'm guessing this is the thing that get gets people's attention right out of the gate, the candles. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, this is so Chicago. Ta talk me through the different candles you have at Beverly Dry Goods in Beverly. Yeah, absolutely. So we really wanted to bring something distinctive, and we really realized how um, how much scent evokes a memory. And we just didn't think that Chicago was getting, especially our, our precious South Side down here, uh, enough credit. So we really wanted to make candles that uh, spoke to us and spoke to our neighborhood. And then more importantly, you know, even Chicago at large, right? Because a lot of the things we do are not um, just South Side centric. So um, we have French room, which uh, we there. all know because that. I think people on the North Side don't know what a French room is. I think really? I think I think that is a very South Side thing. I think That's a lot of North Siders have not grown up with that word in their lives. Okay, so um, let me welcome the North Siders in. We'll give you a little uh, South Side education. Uh, so front room is uh, what many of you know as that room in the front of your house growing up that you only got to hang out at Christmas and Easter for photos. Um, um, commonly known as the front room. But when you add the Chicago accent, it becomes front room. So for <laughs> us, uh, it was just to me a natural extension and a perfect way to kind of launch our candle business. So it that's really what you launched it with. That was the one you yeah, launched it with. That, that was part of the original the original lineup. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So uh, we just remembered, you know, that that odd bowl of potpourri that sat um, untouched. Uh, that your mom would kind of shake every couple months to refresh. Uh, so it's a, it's a combination of floral and, and cotton. And then we did, um, we have deep dish because what would a Chicago candle company be without a good deep dish candle? And people are continually amazed that it actually smells like pizza. So we're very so, proud of that. So what do you do for that? What, what kind of notes are in a deep dish candle? Yeah. 
Yeah, a lot of people really worry that there's going to be like some odd smell of burnt cheese or something. Uh, there's no cheese, actually, no cheese smell. It's really the crust and the oregano and the tomato. That's really what, you know, no offense to the cheese lovers, but from a scent uh, profile, that's really what makes the pizza pizza. So and it, so that's like a yeasty is. smell. Uh, like a baked bread smell, actually. Sold. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it, it really is nice. And when you burn it, it's very oregano forward. So it's a beautiful candle to have in your kitchen uh, or anywhere really kind of like that. And we have uh, Chicago mix, um, an ode to our uh, our favorite, uh, favorite place to stand in line for hours to grab a tiny bag of popcorn. You get your hands all filthy and mm-hmm. need wet wipes. Yeah. To, uh-huh. I, yeah, I, do, I do love that smell. I, I love yeah, it. It is. And, you know, so many people, it's been so interesting. We get gifted to a lot of Chicago expats. Our things have gone to Sweden, to, uh, you know, all over the globe where Chicagoans go. And we are a travel loving group. Our, Our things go as well. So it's great to see pictures of our candles in other countries, other states, Uh, So it's been really nice. And that's one that, that really, it's so distinctively Chicago that, you know, people are used to getting that as a gift from people that they love from Chicago. So then to have the candle uh, is really a great thing. And then we've tried to branch out a little bit and do ones like record store. We're very proud of our record store candle. I I mean, that's the one I've been dying to know. I mean, look, I'm dying to know what a record store, does it smell like, vinyl does it smell kind of like old paper like because there's yes okay yes you nailed it Uh, so it's a nag champo and a tiny bit of patchouli and a couple different scents that combine to really smell like old paper Uh, that one took a little bit because at first it was more like um damp basement so (laughs) and everyone currently has one of those so they weren't interested in the candle like that so now in order to buy a record store candle do i need to do i need to have a beer do i need to drink craft beer like are there certain requirements to owning the record store candle <laughs> you you must have your hipster license um okay. no, no um actually a lot of people uh, it's interesting to see younger people i i feel weird that now i refer to others in that way but <laughs> tell me about it right um don't really know what a record store is anymore. Like, so we're very fortunate here that we have Beverly records. So that keeps that tradition alive and going, but yeah, not a lot of places do. So it's interesting. It's, it's great when the uh, multi-generations come through together and they kind of share that experience because, you know, their parents or their, whoever they're with uh, might've had it and the other person hadn't. So, yeah. You're speaking to me right now. My son who, likes music showed somewhat of an interest in vinyl for a while. Mm-hmm. He just had his birthday and I bought him. He, he kind of hemmed and hawed. He seemed like he might be interested in having a turntable of his own. Mm-hmm. I got him a Bluetooth turntable last week and we went record shopping on Saturday. And that was his first time mm-hmm. like going record shopping and that like all those smells and that experience and like mm-hmm. seeing that generation being able to take it in and, get into it it's a really cool thing like maybe it's skipped a generation but i think there is that enthusiasm for for that age right now. yeah it's it's very tactile record shopping you know like there's something to be had you know flipping through all the albums 
and, you know, picking them up and reading the jet, like those are things that we experienced when we picked up our, you know, our music and it, it's so tactile, you know, and, and I feel like a lot of people, it's just not the same flipping through Apple music. It's, it, you know, <laughs> I totally agree. All right. So you also, uh, while we're on the music tip, music fest. Yes. Just like yeah. going to Grand, Grand Park or Douglas Park in, in the summertime? All, all of the above. Uh, so we actually partnered with, we have uh, Get Local Beverly down here, who really does a great job trying to promote live local music. And so we partnered with them. We really wanted to kind of give back. And we made uh, Music Fest. And that is Ned Champa and a little bit of patchouli, because you can't have a Music Fest without patchouli. But its primary note is cannabis. Like most because music of course, fests. yep. <laughs> yeah. Nailed it. Yeah, it's funny. A lot of people have sent that. I've had a lot of women, you know, or groups that have gone who would go to Lollapalooza or Ravinia together, really get that and send it to their besties so that they can get together uh, via Zoom and uh, kind of relive that experience. So it's oh, been fun awesome. the way people have adapted. Yeah, it's been really neat to watch. You also have one of the greatest street foods ever. Uh, one of my favorite things to get at a Sox game, elotes. Yeah, that I, you know, it's interesting. You know, you think you have a great idea and you think everyone's going to love something. And um, I've learned that not as many people are familiar with elotes as, as I thought. You're um, missing out. It's really funny. A lot of the candle does great. I'm hoping when we get back to being able to have festivals and things like this, it will spark a, you know, a booming elotes industry. So, yeah, uh, that is another one where people were really worried about mayonnaise. There's no mayonnaise scent in the candle. It's just corn. Um, I don't know how burning mayonnaise would translate. So we opted out of that. So it's corn and then Mexican spice and then um, a little bit of margarita scent uh, to carry through that lime. Brilliant. All right. So let's, let's yeah. take a step backward. We talked about the can. Oh, I did want to ask you about, you have a candle called Western. Is that a Western Avenue? shirt for Western Avenue? Yes. Yes. I, I think it that's is. brilliant. I, someone explained to me years ago that Chicago can be defined by Western Avenue because of how far south and how far north it goes and how many neighborhoods it goes through. There is no street mm -hmm. for Chicago than Western. Yeah. So people ask us all the time, you know, what does it smell like? And for us, where we experience the bulk of Western, uh, we're very fortunate. We have a budding brewery scene down here. Um, so for us, it is ale and whiskey. That is our Western candle. Oh, so you, so. Is it, you have like a bourbon is a nice smell. For candle. It, yep. Like, and yep. You, it is a, a bourbon whiskey combo. Yeah. Uh, it sounds awesome. All right. So let's take a step back. You started, sure. I mean, you just, Beverly Dry Goods landed in a brick and mortar location this year. Great time to, to just casually start a, a brick and mortar location during the pandemic. Uh, but you started do, doing farmer's markets. I mean, you, you, you're about as ground level as can be. I mean, I love, tell me how you grew from that to being able to just put up shop permanently. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I've grew up in retail. I, that's what I've done my whole life. And I really, we started a year ago, um, well now almost a year and a half ago at the local 95th Street Farmer's Market. And we really wanted to have that face-to-face -face interaction with our neighbors and really know, uh, be able to see that immediate, you know, like it, don't like it, 
And it was good for us. Uh, we we're very fortunate that most things they liked. So that um, critical feedback was for the most part positive. But uh, then we did a lot of local pop-ups. We really, anywhere we were invited, we said yes, but it was all pretty much local. So, you know, we went from the farmer's market to um, one of our breweries has a open outcry, does a holiday market. We went to, you know, the country club market. You know, we went everywhere we could local and we knew we were on the right track when everyone assumed we had a store. So when people were like, where can we, you know, where's your store? Um, you know, we were like, well, you're looking at it. So, <laughs> but, you know, we knew that was something we wanted and we were very fortunate that um, a, a locally loved company had to move due to being relocated. And when that spot came open, you know, pandemic be darned, um, you know, uh, life favors the bold, right? So we grabbed it and jumped two feet in. And I don't know that we could have done that everywhere, but Beverly, Morgan Park, you know, our South Side, Mount Greenwood neighborhood really does promote local. And we really felt really strongly that, you know, that if you build it, they will come and uh, they haven't let us down. Oh, that's wonderful. And I've always had that sense. People I've known from the area, just visiting the area, it is very much a, a strong, tight neighborhood. Yeah, very much so. Everybody kind of knows each other or is aware of each other. And there, there's that supportive aspect. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, I think what's so great about it and, and why it's doing such a great job growing is because so many people grew up here and then, you know, they moved downtown, they wanted that downtown life, but now that they're forming families, they want That's a it. yard, <laughs> you know, they want a driveway, you know, those luxuries we have out here that, um, and they're coming back. So it's, it's really bringing a great sense of, um, you know, wanting something new, wanting the best of both worlds. And I really think we're able to give that down here. So. Well, and the appeal of what you're doing is so great. It's super local. It's artisanal. It's, it's original. You're not going to find this in 10 different stores. It's just it's mm -hmm. what you do. And I, how was candle making always your thing? Like, did you know how to do it? We did. Um, you know, so many people look at things and are like, oh, I can do that. I can do that. And we thought, you know what? Why not us, right? Um, I think we were so excited when we moved into this neighborhood um, a few years ago. We really struggled to find anything that was Southside centric um, other than our beloved Southside Irish Parade, right? There's plenty of regalia for that, but not much else. So we thought, what could we bring that brought a piece of the South side really into your home? And for us, candles was the natural extension. And we picked up a book and then watched some famous, I learned the way everyone else learns through YouTube and, and uh, jumped right in. So beyond candles, what else, what, what can people get at Beverly dry goods? Yeah. So we carried through everything that we had at the farmer's market. So for us, that was t-shirts, uh, Southside centric t-shirts, hats. Uh, we were very fortunate to have some um, local celebrities wear our things. So our hats have kind of taken off. Um, and then we decided, I learned really quick moving to brick and mortar, uh, though I consider myself halfway talented, not talented enough to make everything. So I had to learn really quick what makes sense for us. And one of the things we really pride ourselves on now is being kind of 
really people's go-to destination for drink um, accoutrements, if you will, uh, mixers, things like that. Yeah, I do a video series about how to make, you know, since especially now we're all stuck at home, we've had to learn to be our own bartenders, um, sad though that may be, and uh, really kind of helping people through that journey as well. Uh, you're doing God's work. That's wonderful. Uh, <laughs> I trust. So, so the, um, if people wanted to just blow by and not necessarily mm-hmm. dip in, are you doing curbside? Yeah, we sure can. Absolutely. All right, beverlydrygoods.com. Um, I, I love what you're doing. I, I just, I love anything hyper-local. I love the entrepreneurial spirit you have. I love the fact that you were doing farmer's markets a year ago and you have your location now. This is, I love it. And you're doing this all during a pandemic. I think that's fantastic. Fortune favors, we favors the bolt. Huh? Fortune favors the bolt. You just got to go for ex- it. It does, right? If not now, then when? If exactly. All right. Mary Moss, thank you so much. Good. Best, uh, best of luck for the retail season as we're heading towards Christmas. Thank you. Have a good one, guys.